You know what, Sam? What? We were on the Cardiac Cane shit list for the first time. We kind of were. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back after a few days. Uh, in this episode, Sam, we're going to be uh, dissecting the hurricane schedule. Uh, those of you who have listened to us knew this was going to be coming. Uh, but before we get to that, if you're new here, we're going to get to some NHL news that will lead into Kane's news, and then we will get to breaking down the schedule. But first, before we do all of that, if you guys heard that one-liner, um, there was a bit, I wouldn't say it's a Twitter, it was a Twitter war, <laughs> but it was more of Twitter banter between, it was you yep. and Cardiac Kane. Well, Cardiac Kane's a joke, and we all know that. Um, they, you know, they did what they do, which is they like to go after people for no good reason. It benefited us, so thank you to them. We gained followers. Um, yeah, and we gained quite a bit. I was surprised. And what's funny is, from my point of view, I was just watching all of this unfold. You tweeting back, and Cardiac Kane. It it took them a while to tweet back a little bit, but it was, I mean, they're to me, probably, it was entertaining. I mean, they're probably busy bullying other podcasts and other Hurricanes fans, let's be honest there. Um, but, I mean, they picked and they snagged things that were out of context to fit their narrative. It, it was about the Tony D'Angelo thing, and listen, they're not the first. No, they're not the first, but they're the dumbest. I mean, at least some other people might try and argue the points that we made, which they did do. They just kept on spamming the, you know, Ajo, you know, breaking Tony's ankles. I mean, cool. I'm not saying he's the best defenseman in the world for saying he helped the offense, which is an area we need help with. Um, so, again, we're not arguing that he's a great defensive defenseman. We're saying he's a dynamic offensive defenseman, which is a true statement. Even in Philly, he put up numbers. So, they're stupid because they didn't even acknowledge that. And then they said they don't take us seriously because we talked about trading Ajo and Natchez, and I'm like, well, one, Natchez was awful in the playoffs, so that's more than reasonable, and we're not the only ones who've talked about that at all in the last couple of years. It's been an argument by a lot of Hurricanes fans. Yeah, hey, at least they listened to our episodes. Yeah, I know. I felt really flattered. <laughs> um, I felt very flattered. Um, thank you if you still listen. Probably not, but you never know. They're a little vindictive, so they might listen to see if we talk about them. But um, we talked about Ajo being moved because... It was, you know, there's two options, right? You sign him or you trade him because you cannot let him walk, which is where we're at, right? Well, we're ta- we were talking about him just basically from a business standpoint in the fact of that you can't let him go for nothing if yep. you're not going to extend him, which is, I think, a totally reasonable Absolutely. argument. And the player that we pitched him with was Matthews and Marner. And I'm sorry, but if you think Ajo's better than Matthews, I love Ajo. Matthews is better. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you're not going to... He produces c- more goals, way more. Yeah, well, more goals and points. I wouldn't say way more, but he, he produces more goals. Matthews but. is a 100-point player. Ajo's so set, right now he's between the 60 and 80-point player. He hasn't really reached 90s on regular, but he's I think I think Ajo can reach 90, but... I do, too. Um, but... They they heard again. It just goes to them. They try to get themselves attention, which her helped us because they decided to get involved, which is fine. Um, they show again. They don't know a lot about hockey. They show again that even if you read their articles, a lot of them are. <laughs> I've seen some wilder things in talking about trading. Oh, um, they're not credible. They never have been. You know, sometimes their articles are fun to read. Sure, I've read them before. But, I mean, really? They they were kind of stupid. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. It benefited us. So if you want to fight us again, that's fine. But at least come at us with facts, man. I mean, not just spamming a clip that we all know to defend against a point that nobody made. So, what were you doing? I mean, come on. Who's your admin? Oh, they are. They're not very smart. Well, I mean, like... the. the- from what I've heard, well, heard or know about Cardiac Kane is that they have lots of writers for them. So we're not, I mean, we're basically, I mean, going up against the person that's making those comments on Twitter. Not everybody within the organization. No, I mean, they're owned by fan side. But granted, yeah. in general, they're nothing. And a lot of times they're not very good. But, um... Either way, whoever the admin is doesn't know anything about hockey. They just do what they do, and they're kind of stupid. But yeah, so that's I mean that's what happened. Um, if you if you were not on Twitter, and I'll say this: <laughs> if any of those writers want to come on and dispute the facts that we are talking about and talk to us on this podcast, they are welcome to do so. I'm telling you now, I will talk to anyone about hockey anytime. I used to play a little bit, and I've been a Hurricanes fan for forever, from the horrible times to the good times now. So if you want to talk and dispute the facts that we're talking about and common sense conversations that we're having, you're welcome to do so. Let us know. Maybe I can moderate. If there's going to be a debate going on. (laughs) Look, our DMs are open. We don't have them locked. Please message us. I have no problem with that. Let us know. Definitely. So, yeah, that's what happened between us and Cardiac Canes. Now we're going to get into some NHL news. And, Sam, huge trade happened this week uh, where Ottawa traded Alex DeBrinkett to Detroit for, I believe it was uh, Dominic Kubalik, Mm -hmm. who is a pretty good forward. I think he's a forward that... Um, is good in the top of nine. I don't know about top six. It's just a, you know, they, they really traded him for futures, right? Because they got a first and a second. So that was the meat of the deal. Cooper League is just a good player to have. So, I mean, yes. it's a good deal all around. I think it makes a lot of sense for both organizations. Yes, I agree. And another thing, too, I think Ottawa um, did the best that they could because it seems like Debrinket only wanted to go to Detroit. I don't think Debrinket had a no trade clause though, but other teams didn't want him because he wasn't going to sign. So yeah, he refused to sign with Otto, which again gives more leverage to Debrinket than it is the team. Yeah. 
So I think Ottawa, I, I thought they did pretty good with um, what the Green Kid did in forcing their hand, kind of trading him. So uh, the next bit of news, Sam, uh, the Rangers cap space is getting smaller and smaller. They I don't have they enough have room two, for Lafreniere. I believe they have like around $2 million in cap space left. Rangers extend Ke'Andre Miller on a two-year $3.872 million contract. I'm surprised the term's not longer. Well, he's not going to take longer at that dollar. No, no, it's not. Uh, which, it, I mean, it makes sense. If he, if he was taking this money, it makes sense that he would want a shorter term. But uh, with him, if he wanted to get lots of money, it'd probably be a lot of term. And I think probably the Rangers, Rangers were like, let's just set... Have you on a bridge deal? Um, I mean, if I'm another team in the NHL, I'm off for sheeting Lafreniere one by three. Rangers can't even match that. <laughs> one by five, even. I mean, what are they going to do? No, he's they a good, can't. He's a good player. They're going to have to take the assets. Tons of potential. He was drafted uh, first in his draft. Heck, if I can't get Tarasenko, I don't know why you don't do that. At least as a, as a last option. Because... They can't match unless they move some pieces out. Exactly, yeah. So, Cap Friendly has them having $2.3 million contract. Uh, yeah, offer him a one by 5 offer sheet. They can't match that. They're stuck. Yeah. Any team in the NHL should. I mean, it shouldn't just be a hurricane should do. It should be a, any team in the NHL should look at that and be, huh. They're screwed. <laughs> yes. A any team that knows that they have a fighting chance of making the playoffs. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I think if there's like a fighting chance, like maybe a Buffalo, maybe I could see them going for laughing year. But Sam teams like Montreal, Arizona, <laughs> maybe <laughs> San Jose, even those teams that are probably going to be any up getting another top 10 pick probably doesn't make much sense to. No, give up that first round. Pick. No, but for like Carolina, for Toronto, for a lot of you know other teams in, in the NHL, if they've got the cap space, I don't know other teams' cap situation, but it kind of makes sense for them to at least consider it. I wouldn't. If I'm the GM of Carolina, I'm like, I don't know why I don't at least think about it. Yes, exactly. Now let's get into some Canes news. Uh, Canes sign Brendan Lemieux on a one year. $800,000 contract. Sam, I really love that deal. Yeah. Now, he's going, he's going to be a depth guy, most yeah. likely. But well, I really like it. I'm thinking now who's on the fourth line. So, my fourth line, again, it could be different with Rod's. And I've heard the argument saying that Rod doesn't number his lines. Um, still a fourth line. Yeah, still a fourth line because of ice time. It's only so many minutes. Well, we currently still have down the middle. It's Aho. KK, Aho, or Stahl. We don't have a fourth-line center yet, do we? Well, Drury could be that yeah. fourth-line center. So then Drury... Drury, Lemieux, and what, Vinan, maybe? Or Nason? Nason, I guess. I'm not sure. Lemieux, yeah, but you'll be right. Lemieux is one of those guys that you insert in the lineup when you're playing a team like Washington. Yeah, definitely. A team that's a little bit tougher and you need to protect you, right? And he's there if you have injuries. He can play in the NHL. He can slot in on your bottom six because he can play with Stahl and be a shutdown player, or he can play with, you know, the bottom forward group and still possibly contribute a little bit of offense. But also, 
he's going to go out there and maybe he'll bite someone. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think if he bites someone again, he'll probably get another suspension. Might be longer because, again, history plays into this when it comes to I don't think Rod's going to let him bite anymore. But, right? Yeah, I don't think Rod's going to let him do that either. But, again, I like the signing because it's risk-free. Mm-hmm. honestly, and he's playing the NHL, and it's mostly the sandpaper that he provides that can really benefit uh, a team like the Canes that can sometimes be what I like to call the Candy Canes. Yeah, sometimes. So, really like that signing, and Sam, good news here, this is another bit of news, is that Svetch will be getting to start skating, actually today, with you listening to this, after his knee surgery. Great, great news to hear. Yes. Uh, he could potentially, maybe... It sounds like he believes, from every report I'm seeing, is that he believes he's going to be ready to start the season, which is great. But in my opinion, if you can get him a month and month to two months into the season, I think you're okay. We've proven that we can be fine without top six players in the regular season. It'll be okay. I mean, at the end of the day, especially if you get Tarasenko... You'll definitely yes, be fine. Definitely. Um, or even Carlson, you'll be fine because you're going to have that offense there too. But either way, I think you're okay. As long as you've added to your forward group or your offensive, as long as you add an offensive piece, I think you're okay. Even more more than okay with if Svetch doesn't quite make the first month of the season. But I think you'll be ready. Sounds like you'll be ready. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, I, I mean the guy's pretty fit. I yeah. mean, he's not fit like Brent Burns or anything. <laughs> but Nobody's fit like Burns or Stahl, let's just be honest, or Rod. Yeah, or Rod. But, I mean, he has, I think, the physical capabilities of overcoming an injury like that. Unfortunately, Pax Reddy couldn't overcome that with us. Nope, but he's with Washington now. Yeah, so. but he's with Washington, so oh, we'll Lord. see how that goes with the rivalry between us and the Caps. Oh, Lord, you're going to have Ovechkin on one side and Pacioretty. If he's healthy. Pa- if he's healthy, that's two power play um, uh, specialists. I know. that's. That, I, that's I don't something. think Washington's not good enough to make the playoffs. So. I, I still don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, well... At some point, we will have a standings prediction. Ours, so. Mine last year was not good, so let's see if I do better this time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, now we're going to get into the Kane schedule here, but before we do that, let's get to our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10 plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Okay, Sam, so we're going to take this on a month-by-month basis. So October, which is notorious Mm. for the NC State Fair, which kind of is the reason Mm -hmm. why the Hurricanes go on a long road trip. And this is going to be on the West Coast, Sam. So L.A. is first, then Anaheim, San Jose. Seattle, Colorado, and then Tampa. Um, So I think you can look at this road trip one of two ways. Both are good. One, you're getting this big road swing out of the way early. I think that's a good thing. Um, And I see that's a question you have on our notes. I think it's a good thing, period. Um, The next way to look at this is this is a way to stack up points early in the season, right? These are bottom feeder teams. Anaheim, San Jose. Right, those are two. That's four points you should get right there. L.A. I think is okay, but I I still think they don't have a goalie. That's I think their biggest their weakest league is goaltending. I really do. So I think you you should beat the California teams. I think those are for teams that are elite like the Hurricanes. All California teams should be bottom feeders, right? Those are teams you feast off of, right? L.A. just doesn't have the ability, I don't think, to keep up with Carolina. It definitely doesn't have the offensive prowess to take out Carolina's defense. They have some good players, not saying they don't, but they're not as they're nowhere near as good as Carolina when it comes to, to their offensive or defensive ability. Yes, but it gets challenging at, during the last half. <laughs> it does, that but that's where it comes into where I said it's good to get it out of the way. You take out, you, fin- you don't have to play in Colorado again later on in the season, right? And that's also potential. You have uh, two potential Stanley Cup final matchups that you're going to be playing in in this road trip with Seattle and Colorado. So I think that's exciting, but it's good to get rid of those out of the way. Uh, but we'll also find out early, I think, if Seattle was a Cinderella team last year or if they're actually good, right? So we'll find that out, I think, early on, too, and we'll see how things go with Seattle. We'll get to – maybe we'll try and listen to John Forslund's call for that game. Um, Still miss John Forslund, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but Colorado, Tampa, Seattle. I think it's good to get some of these games out of the way early, but this is also a trip that we should be able to rack up at least, you know, two, four, six – I say eight points. If you get eight, I think you're pretty good. I say if you get seven, I think you're pretty good. Um, another thing, too, Sam, about, um, I mean, this is the start of the season, basically. How I, I think it is extremely important for not just the Hurricanes, but any team in the NHL to have a good start. Because every team, even, the, even Colorado, even New Jersey, even the other top teams, it's an 82-game season, potentially 84 if we get to that point. It's a long schedule, and every team is going to go through hurdles. Yeah. So I think having a good start is an essential because that means that you can kind of mitigate a little bit those hurdles that you know you're going to have. But Carolina, the Hurricanes have been very good on this road trip in the last five years. 
They've done well. Yes, I think they, they even had, I think well. two years ago, they won all five or won like all six or seven because they started the season off with like a 10 or 11 game win streak or something like that. It was ridiculous. So I think this is a really good test for this team because it's going to be a little different. But you're, you're going to have a solid goaltending tandem to back you up. You know, Freddie, Ranta, maybe even Kochetkov, all three are going to get a shot on this road trip because it's grueling. But I think it's good for them to get this out of the way out of the way and also really um, helpful for them as well. Yes, definitely. Um, and obviously too is opening night. It's Wednesday, October 11th against Ottawa. I think fans um, kind of wish it'd be more on the weekend, but we'll still go. it is what it is. We're still going to go. I might have off that Friday. I don't know. I wish it was on a Friday, but that's okay. Exactly. See, most Canes fans probably wish it was on a weekend. Still going to go, and so are oh, yeah, everyone definitely. else, so not a big deal. We'll be yeah. there. Yes, definitely we will be there. Now, November, Sam, uh, what uh, stands out the most in this month is there's going to be a five-game homestand from the 15th to the 26th, and it is Philly, Pittsburgh, Edmonton, Tampa, and Columbus. And I think... To me, it kind of resembles a little bit like the road trip that we're going to have. There's a couple tough teams there, but also teams that you should win, like Columbus, like mm-hmm. Philadelphia. I would argue Pittsburgh. And maybe even Pittsburgh, too. Yeah, we, were honestly, ve- we were very good against Pittsburgh last year, so I don't see why that should change. Yes, honestly, I mean, you have a good point there with Pittsburgh. This, this homestand could be easier than the road long road trip that they're going to be having in October. I think you win four of the five here and you're looking good. You want to win more games at home. So four of the five on a homestand like this, I think is yes, good. Yes, Edmonton, Tampa, going to be a challenging. Absolutely. Um, it's interesting enough, we, we're going to be at Tampa in October. So we're, so I think that's something that benefits the Canes too because Tampa, I still think they're going to be a good team. And I think if you can... Um, already have two games under your belt against a good team like Tampa early in the season, I think that I think that can be yeah. good in the fact that you're getting it out of the way with. Absolutely. Um, so I guess moving on to December, uh, you'll have a tie with March with the busiest month. Fine with me. I like a lot of games. Yes, I do too. Um, Six-game Canadian road trip. Well, this is normal, but at least you knock out a lot of these Canadian teams with Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Ottawa, Detroit. Um, so that's a big one, right? So I think this one's another road trip that I think isn't too bad for Carolina. You should beat Winnipeg. They're in a rebuilding phase now. You should probably beat Calgary because I think they're moving into that situation now. Definitely beat Vancouver. Definitely beat Ottawa and beat Detroit. So it's not a bad schedule. These Canadian teams aren't very good right now. They're all in a retool other, to rebuild. Other phase. than Toronto, yeah, other than and Edmonton and Edmonton, yes. but other than that, a lot of them are in their retooling phase. So I think it'll be a good. I think it'll be a fun road trip because these Ottawa, these Canadian teams are still really fun yes, to watch. Yeah, oh yeah, they definitely are. Um, and also, if you look at uh, the first half, basically is compromised of October, November, December of the season. It's going. It's a very road heavy um, schedule during the first half of that season, Sam. But that just makes the second half hopefully maybe a little bit easier. I do think there are pros and cons of um, having very long home stands 
Uh, but uh, it just means that us Canes fans will get to experience more home games in the later. It's fine with me. Half of the season where I, I honestly, even though I think every game's important, Sam, I think as you get closer to the playoffs, which the game should be in. Helps you rest. It one helps you rest. And second, it, the games do, I think become more important. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so that's kind of the first half of the schedule. And now, uh, Sam, January and February, I kind of put together in the fact that we start off with a six-game homestand. Yep. And to me, when I looked at this homestand, I'm like, this this is a homestand where I think we could be really good mm-hmm. in. Um, I think to me the most dangerous team in this homestand is probably Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep. This should be St. Louis's rebuild, Anaheim rebuild, Pittsburgh retooled themselves, but they're still decent. We're still, I think, better. Well, LA, I think I think, I think Pittsburgh better. is refusing to do a retool. I, I think it's gonna still hurt going, them. They're still going after after the playoffs. Oh, that shows you with their hiring of uh Kyle Dubas. Yes, exactly. And the reason why they're still in the hunt for Eric Carlson. Yeah, because they know that that'll help boost him, especially with an aging uh, Latang. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the home stands. I think they're always good, and you should always do well on them. So again, here, I think you need to win all but one, or points equivalent to that. Right? Two overtime losses, and you win, what, four? So you win four, two overtime losses, or win, you know... Five, I think you're looking good. So, yeah, I think if you win the majority of the games that you play at home, I think that's a successful homestand. I really do. So, um, one so that six game homestand, I think if you win at least four of those, which is majority, yeah, I think you're good. Yes, absolutely. So yes, um, and and then obviously uh, you're we're going to have the All Star break. Who cares? Which I know there are going to be fans who care or don't care. Um, that's usually the spectrum that it is for the All Star break. But it's from the twenty eighth to the third. But what's interesting, Sam, is is that this is kind of in the middle of another homestand that we're having, <laughs> which is a five game homestand, and. This homestand, I think, is going to be probably a little bit harder. Well, three uh, of these. Jersey twice, Colorado, Vancouver, Arizona. Uh, Vancouver, and Arizona. Yeah. Two of those are must wins, and then you got to, two of those are, are you have to win, right? With Arizona, Vancouver, and then you need to beat the Devils at least once. Yes, Devils are going to be a good team no matter what, Sam. If you come out of this winning three and one of those being against the Devils, I think you've done okay. Maybe get a, an, another point against the other Devils and the, and the Devils in the other game. Yes, definitely. And then uh, the month of March, Sam, um, it is also another month that is tied for the busiest month, 15 games. We love more games. And yes, I think we already said this in the previous episode, Sam, but we are going to be doing giveaways Yes, during the, the season. So stay tuned for that as we get very close to the season. Uh, but that was, to me, the most notable thing about the month of March is that it's going to be very busy. Um, I think, it, Sam, let's talk about a little bit on like 
very busy months like December and March. Do you think, because we've talked about teams having their down points, do you think this Kane team is going to have those down points during the bu- those busy times? Um, I'm sure every team does, and we'll get mad like every fan does. So we'll have of to wait course. and see. So we'll have to wait and see. But I mean, I think it's just obvious. But I was reading an athletic article today, and Carolina is a favorite to be the president's champ winner right now. So there's that too. Yes, definitely. Um, and as we go to the month of April, um, not as many games. It's the very last month before we hit playoffs. And to be honest, we even hit playoffs in the month of April because of how short of a schedule the month of April is. is. But that ends on a four-game road trip, and you need it in mm. strong, I yep. believe. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of the outline of the schedule. I think the schedule kind of shows you the roadmap on um, how to make it to the playoffs. And what's great, Sam, is that as long as you make it in, anything can happen. Yeah, I don't need Carolina to be the president's champion. I don't need the Hurricanes to be number one in the division. I just, just need to get in, right? That's Tampa's philosophy, and they've won too, right? It does not matter where you are. In the standings, just get in. Obviously, it's great to be the President's Trophy winner. It's great to have home ice guaranteed, right? Yes, there's a so-called curse, but I promise you most teams would rather have it than not. Especially Brendamore. Brendamore doesn't care about winning the President's Trophy. He cares about winning the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is the most important thing. And another thing, Sam, Um, I mean... I do want to bring this up. Did you see the video of Brandon Moore during prospects mm-hmm. camp? I thought that was really good. Yeah. I think that's, what's good about him as a coach. A lot of these guys want to play for him. Yeah. Right? It's, it's about, um, having that hard work and competitiveness, uh, that really can elevate your performance. Cause if you don't have that, it's going to be hard to play. Brandon Moore de- has a very big demand of you when you make it to the team. And he said that during that video. I think it was excellent. If you have not seen it yet, please watch it, because I think it is very good to watch. Kind of, I think, to me, kind of states a little bit about what the culture is for the Hurricanes. So, a couple other things I do want to note, Sam, about this schedule, is that we will play all Metro teams uh, four times, with the exception of only uh, two. two teams. New Jersey and the Rangers. Fine with me. That's huge. Fine with me. Fine with me. To me, those are the two teams. And yes, there could be maybe a surprise. But I think those are going to be the two teams that is going to probably fight it out to get first place in the Metro. Well, I don't think New York is going to do that. I I think they're significantly not as good now. You lose Tarasenko, you lose Kane. I mean, you, you might not even have Lafreniere. You're not as good as you used to be. This year was your year, and you blew it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, the way of how aggressive the Rangers were in the trade deadline could have long-term ramifications. It, it very well could for the Rangers. But still, I still think the Rangers are a top-three team mm-hmm. in our division. Um, 
So you think Carolina and New Jersey are probably going to be fighting for that number one spot? Yeah, I don't think New York is. I think New York, kind of like this year, they're going to just be on the outskirts. Interesting. But yeah. I also wouldn't be shocked if they missed the playoffs somehow, but I, I just, I don't, I don't see if Pittsburgh has a very good year and Columbus has a very good year, I could see New York and Shesterkin has another off season. I, I could see New York faltering or if they have injury problems. Um, so I think it would be interesting to see. Oh yes, definitely. I think it would, but again, but Sam kind of, I agree with you a little bit in the fact that I think the Rangers do make it because other teams in the Metro aren't as good. <laughs> aren't as good as for the, once the Metropolitan Division isn't like a powerhouse right now. No, I think honestly the Atlantic Division yeah. has become the powerhouse or the powers the power division mm-hmm. of the NHL because you could argue any of those teams could make it into the playoffs. Exactly, except for Montreal, probably. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's another point. Um, and another point I do want to make, Sam, I mean, I thought this was interesting, is the breakdown of the days of the week the Kings will be playing. Two games on Monday, four games on Tuesday, three games on Wednesday, 12. 12 on Thursday, mm. five on Friday, six on Sunday. So No Saturday games? Uh, I'm, I probably forgot to insert Saturday games. Oh, we can do the math. Two and four, six and three is nine. Nine, twelve, twenty-one, twenty-seven, thirty. What? What do you think? Um, so that is. Can't believe I forgot to insert Saturday games. Um, hold on to. I'm gonna be impressed if you can figure this out with all the mental math. While you do that, I am going to be searching it up, but... Um, nine? Nine. I think so. Okay, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with nine. We could be wrong there, because I did forget to put on our show notes. Uh, but it, it just shows that a lot of these games are going to be toward the weekend and end of the week. I think that is good from a business standpoint, Sam, because you're going to get more... Um, yes. Especially, especially for home games, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, is I think it's going to be good for the Canes in the fact that you're going to see more seats filled during weekend games than you would during the week. Yep. So if if you're listening to this and are trying to find maybe time away from work that's not at home, but you still want to watch hurricane games, maybe plan on maybe a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And uh, don't forget as well, they brought theme nights back. They announced it earlier this year because they have it sprinkled a little bit better in the calendar. You've got Star Wars, Military Appreciation, Cancer, uh, uh, Hockey Fights Cancer. All the ones last year, they're all again this year, right? So our favorite Star Wars always has been, always will be. Love Star Wars Night, so I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we can, maybe Burns will wear a Wookiee mask or something, I don't know. But uh, all the regular ones from last year, they're this year. Check that out when you can buy tickets for those because those are always fun. The Hurricanes do such a good job with all of them. I would say probably my favorite. Oh, Whalers Night too. I love Whalers Night. Yeah, Whalers. Don't forget Whalers. That one's always really fun. Did they do that this time? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. Good. Remember we had well the broadcast team had uh, Chuck Caden who we actually Mm -hmm. saw in person. Yeah. 
Which was so cool because I love Chuck Hayden. Chuck Hayden's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I love Whaler's Nights. I'm looking forward to that this year, too. Yes. Whaler's and Star Wars are my top two. Yes, definitely. Uh, there's also Hockey Fights Cancer. The Hall... I think Hall this of Fame. is new. Is Hall of Fame. They had it last year. The last year was Cam Ward. Well, it was so Cam Ward. We'll see so who, who else is inducted. Who's going to be inducted next? What do you think? What's your Eric prediction? Cole. You think Eric Cole? Um, I think it's either Eric Cole or Justin Williams, but I wouldn't be shocked with either of those. I could see, honestly, I could see Justin Williams going first, but those two players, I think definitely. Can Tim Gleason. Yeah, Tim Gleason too. Brett Hedekin. Okay. Corey yeah. Stillman. <laughs> There's a lot you're of making this, You're making this harder on me. Okay, Sam. But you know what? You can try and come up with a good defense of why those should be. Hall of Famers in our next episode as we rank all time Hurricanes. hurricane players. But yeah, uh, Hall of Fame, Star Wars Night, like we said, NASCAR Day, uh, mm. Whalers, Pride Night, Kids Day, Military Appreciation Day, and North Carolina Night. Uh, it's going to be fun season. Yes. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. And. You have anything else to say, Sam? No, just looking forward to the season as always. I am too. So we will see you guys Monday. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, Check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.